Hello, and welcome to the Blockade Runner podcast number 210. My name is John, and with me this afternoon is Ryan. What's up, Ryan? Good afternoon. Hello. <laughs> I'm indeed um, here. Yeah, it's sad, Ryan. It's kind of sad. We have, we've come to the end of our um, now seven-episode stretch of covering the Book of Boba Fett. This is going to be mm. the last, uh, last episode covering the show as it airs here um, because the finale in the name of honor um, came out on Wednesday of this week. It's Sunday today when we're recording. So it's been a few days, but, um, but yeah, the, uh, the show's over now. The show is over. In fact, uh, it only took Disney plus like, I don't know, 18 hours or less to uh, put the poster for Obi-Wan Kenobi up on, uh, on social media, which I thought was interesting. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I, I was surprised that they did that the day I think it was the day, or, or was it Thursday? I think it was Wednesday, wasn't it? Like Wednesday afternoon, the same day that the episode came out. I want it to was say pretty close, but it was uh, either Wednesday or Thursday afternoon. But yeah. anyway, they didn't, they didn't wait long to start promoting Obi Wan Kenobi. So, well, um, welcome to uh, content culture. <laughs> it's just churning through things and consuming, and on to the next. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Although I, I, I don't think they've done that with like I think the. Um, the Bad Batch, like, announcement or trailer or whatever. It was, like, a week after Mandalorian ended or, you know, whatever. So, um, yeah, I think this might be the fastest they've done it, at least for Star Wars. But um, regardless, yeah, they're always going to move on to the next thing, as you point out. So it is, uh, it's cool. We're going to move on to the next thing, too, after this episode. Um, mm-hmm. But we have to uh, we have to discuss the final chapter here in the name of honor. Um Ryan, this is a, a, a unique moment in the Book of Boba Fett, um, at least us covering it, because I think you maybe enjoyed this episode more than I did. Um, and we're going to talk about why, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. Although I will say I watched it again last night, and um, I think I did enjoy it more the second time than I did the first. So that was a positive development in my head um, as I watched um chapter seven in the name of honor again but um you can attest to the fact that i've been um dunking on it pretty hard in our conversations <laughs> all week long it's I true have, uh, <laughs> i've not been pulling too many punches i've and it but it's a weird thing um and this is all preamble before we start getting into the details here but mm-hmm. it, it's a it's a weird thing because like there's so much stuff about this episode that i find not good or confounding or whatever mm-hmm. but then there's like maybe more stuff i like you know so there is a lot of stuff in the episode that i do enjoy a lot of it I think is good and there's a lot of parts that are fun and all that kind of thing. Um, but there's a few too many that don't really work for me that uh, kind of sours the experience, I guess, overall. But mm-hmm. uh, but like I said, I did enjoy it more the second time. Have you watched it more than once, Ryan? Uh, no. <laughs> I you, mean, you don't, you're not too interested in doing that, it sounds like. No, and I think like uh, to, to kind of, you know, put our cards on the table here, like... I mean, I wouldn't say I like loved it or anything. Uh, mm. That would be a huge stretch. But um, I mean, I don't, I didn't like. I don't even really feel a need to ever watch it again. Um, mm-hmm. And kind of how I feel about the show in general. But uh, I, I just had lower expectations. I think, yeah, <laughs> um, than you. I kind of, you know, based on the previous two Robert Rodriguez directed episodes and my 
kind of just ho-humness about the show in general. Um, I really just wasn't expecting much. Um, and I mean, like my stomach dropped on Wednesday morning when I like pulled up Disney Plus and saw that it was an hour. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> like, wow. Wow. Uh, that's I mean, that's kind of where I'm at with it. And then um, I would say that uh, it did pass the incredibly low bar of being better than um, the two previous Robert Rodriguez episodes. Um I so my that. stomach just dropped. I thought you were going to say it was better than than chapters five and six, and I was like, oh, "What? Whoa!" No, but that's a different television show. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like yeah. honestly, like I don't even think we can compare apples to apples. There, I would say it's probably this episode was better than chapters one and three. Probably about the same as four, uh, as far as like how much I liked it. Um, but not as good as two, which I still feel is kind of the definitive episode of this show mm-hmm. that I think it was just the most well-made and, you know, uh, really kind of like told a full story about like who Boba Fett is, which is what I thought the show was going to be. <laughs> um, but, uh, Yeah. That's that's kind of where I landed on it. Okay. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, so, well, we're gonna we're gonna uh, try something new here. On the last week, mm-hmm. we we're talking about the book of Buffett. We've we've kind of been going like sort of chronologically. I guess last week, not totally. We didn't totally do that, but we've been kind of going chronologically through the episodes. But uh, you know, I was thinking about my initial response to the episode, and I was thinking about all these Western influences, and I thought maybe I should just make a list of the good, the bad. And the ugly, as far as mm-hmm. this episode goes, um, so I think we're going to do that. We're going to we're going to start by talking about the good, move into the bad, and then there's a few things I have to go ahead and call ugly, um, and so we'll we'll talk about those too. Um, and uh, you know, I would imagine um, a lot of the small number of people who are going to listen to this episode like maybe enjoy it more than we do. Um, I'm not like looking forward to just like you know being all mad and like you know in a bad mood and like. T- tearing apart the episode or anything so um you know that that i don't think that's what's gonna happen but uh i guess we'll see in any case we've we'll have the chapters for the good the bad and you know and the ugly so let's start with the good ryan let's start with <laughs> okay. the good um yeah. my first bullet point and, and and you know obviously um you probably have some surprises for me um additional things that i didn't list here but my first bullet point as far as the good in this episode is every single second that Cad Bane is on screen. Um, Mm -hmm. I thought he was awesome um, in, you know, the previous episode. And then he was so cool in this one. We got a lot more time with him um, in this episode. And and I thought, um, yeah, I I enjoyed every moment of it. Um, Would you agree with that? Or how did you, uh, how'd you feel about Cad Bane this week? Yeah. I mean, I think across, um, you know, both of his appearances in the show, um, I, you know, I'm, I'm torn cause like <laughs> part of me is, you know, this did kind of devolve into another cameo fest, um, which, you know, some people I've seen people get mad and be like, it's just star Wars characters and appearing in star Wars. What's the big deal? Uh, but, uh, you know, it is a lot of, um, Okay, so let's uh, let's pull this back to pro wrestling again. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's been uh, 
there's been this thing happening in pro wrestling. Uh, it's uh, called the Forbidden Door. Uh, and it's when people from different federations like show up um, surprisingly in other federations. And it's been happening a lot lately, especially in AEW. There's just been um, like new talent showing up constantly. And I think that it creates this like this feeling of FOMO where like you don't want to miss an episode because you're like, who's going to show up? And then like there's people like hyping it, like people from the company hyping it and stuff. And then like so then like I find myself sitting down to watch wrestling. And really, the reason I want to watch wrestling is because I, you know, the reason I want to watch AEW is because like I like the I like the people there. I like the stories and I like the general like high quality of wrestling, the wrestling matches um, and the, you know, the in-ring storytelling. And then I find myself sitting down and watching and like, uh, I'll be in a watching a wrestling match and then being like, okay, who's going to run in? Who's going to show up? Like, mm. are the lights going to go out? Is this person going to show up? And I, I kind of realized that that's kind of how I've been watching wrestling. And that's kind of the, uh, you know the the culture that they've cultivated which is not really how the how the company started um and i've been trying to just like really unpack that cuz i think it's very similar in um both star wars and pro wrestling right now where you're just like you're not appreciating like the people who are like there and on screen at the moment cuz you're always just waiting for the next the next surprise appearance. And I mean, and I'm super guilty of this. Like our last episode, we were just like naming off characters we thought would show up or wanted to show up in this episode. And um, yeah, and I think there's uh, that's not sustainable. And I don't think that's going to like long term lead to good storytelling uh, in both in any medium or in any form of entertainment. Um, so going all the way back to the Cad Bane stuff, um, he is one of those like su- surprise characters. Um, and you know, it excited a lot of people, um, to see him make the transition from animation to, um, to live action in the same way, like Black Kersantan, uh, was exciting as well. Um, but I think with Cad Bane, he really fit in. It really made mm-hmm. sense to have that character be there in the in the capacity that he was. Um, and I think it was just it was done really well. And I think he served a purpose that made sense in the story. And it wasn't, you know. I, yeah, I think it was just really well done. Um, I thought he was super cool looking. Um, and then in this episode, he was presumably killed. Yeah. Um, so, our, I mean, and I think, you know, I... I, th- I feel like Star Wars recently has had a, like, a superhero comic problem a little bit in, like... Mm-hmm with uh, dead characters constantly coming back. And, Hmm. um, you know, our friend Chris was like, I can't believe they killed him. Like he was like one of the best parts of the show, the past two episodes, like 
um, Chris was pretty mad about mm-hmm. that. He was mad, um, yeah. And I mean, part of me like was just like, I mean, he'll probably be back, whatever. Like whether it be in, you know, he'll be back in cybernetically modded or something, which is a thing now, or maybe it'll be a clone or maybe they'll just set, you know, there'll be a, a live action series set before this that will, you know, feature him. Yeah. And I think like my reaction to all that is like, I don't want any more book of Boba Fett personally. Like I'm ready for the show to be done. And, mm-hmm. um, well I shouldn't, well, yeah, I mean, it is done. So I, I feel like they mm-hmm. finished the story for the most part and I think it hopefully is done. Um, uh, I know like a lot of people would like more. Uh, I don't really want more necessarily if they do it, I'll be fine, but you know, it's not something I'm looking for. So anyway, uh, I don't really think I need Cad Bane in the Mandalorian season three. You know what I mean? So like, to me, it's not that bad. It's not that, you know, much of a loss to, for Cad Bane to die in the final episode of the book of Boba Fett, because like you said, initially he fits in this show. I don't think there's going to be more of this show. Um, and you know, most importantly, there's, I mean, all kinds of opportunities to tell stories, they could bring him back in in multiple capacities. I mean, he can definitely show up in Bad Batch season two. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. And if they do, uh, you know, other live action shows where it would make sense for him to be involved or, you know, whatever, then he could show up in live action again, too. So I don't think they need to clone him or bring him back from the dead or anything to, you know, have him on screen again. Uh, the way kind of, you know, Star Wars is is um, has has always been and is now more than ever, like, you know, sort of... Uh, telling stories all over the timeline you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. there's it's like well yeah he died but that just means he's not going to be in stories that take place after this season of book of boba fett it doesn't really mean you can't return to him at some point um and yeah i think like when you're just doing cameos just to do cameos or something like that's not great but this show you know i remember we were saying you know weeks and weeks ago like the pikes don't feel like a big enough threat like the pikes don't feel enough we need something more there needs to be some kind of bigger antagonist or whatever and so mm-hmm. you know i think like great cad Bane helped kind of fill out that side of things um so mm-hmm. you know i think it made sense but uh yeah. but then also like i don't really want star wars storytelling to always be like well you know we could tell a complete story but what if we want to do more later so let's not like let's not exactly. tell any stories that feel too final you know that would suck so i think yeah, sometimes and sometimes, you know, I mean, if and, and when a character dies on screen, you want it to mean something. You want it to feel like something. Right. So if you're mm-hmm. just like, oh, I didn't care about him anyways, like it's not even a loss that that character's dead. Then what was the point? You know, so I mean. Right. Yeah, I I I, w- I enjoyed Chris's uh, our friend Chris's like level of enthusiasm and emotion about like mm-hmm. an anger that Cad Bane died. But also yeah. it's like, yeah, it's OK for characters you like to die because um, that's like what storytelling is, you know? So, um, I'm not too upset about that. Yeah, but I don't, I mean, I don't think that they'll really like, I I don't think it will end up meaning anything and maybe I'm wrong and maybe we just like, won't see him again. But I think, you know, a year from now, we're going to be seeing Cad Bane show up in something, whether it be a story that takes place after this could be, I mean, who knows? <laughs> well, because I, I would say, I just think like it makes a difference like in terms of did it mean anything, you know? It meant something yeah. in the context of this show. It meant that like, you know, that Boba Fett was, 
you know, kind of victorious over this guy who came in and, and, you know, told him like, oh, you're just a killer. You can never change, you know? And like, I think defeating Cad Bane is, is one way that the show is telling us like he was wrong and Boba Fett was right, you know? So I think there's meaning in that. And, uh, and, you know, just in terms of like, if we look at the book of Boba Fett, these seven episodes as a story, you know, the story had stakes, like, or, you know, this is some element of like the story having stakes, like, you know, that villain dying instead of everyone just running away to different corners of the screen and, you know, not having mm-hmm. any finality to anything. Yeah, I I mean, I hope that's the case, <laughs> but it's just it's hard to it's hard to trust that, you know? Yeah. With, yeah. You know, Darth Maul and Palpatine and, you know, everything. I mean, Boba mm-hmm. Fett. And the mods too. That's a whole thing. Yeah. That we'll, we'll probably uh, address here later on. Um, well, Cad Bane, we hardly knew you, but you were mm-hmm. awesome in chapter yeah. seven of the book of Boba Fett. Um, another thing I loved and I, uh, there's elements of this that might come up later on in our discussion and mm-hmm. the bad or the ugly part. Mm-hmm. But something I loved is seeing R2D2 Uber Grogu to Pelimoto's landing pad in Tatooine. Um, mm-hmm. I thought that was like a really kind of fun uh, idea. You know, as soon as that, as soon as that X-Wing landed and I saw R2 in it and there was any element of like, who is that? I was like, oh, okay, that's going to be our guy. That's going to be Grogu, you know? So mm-hmm. I think that mm-hmm. was a pretty fun surprise. And uh, I think the way that the, the sequence of shots, like leading up to, you know, we as if you were looking into that cockpit and seeing little Grogu there, um, I think that was pretty well done and, and pretty fun storytelling. Yeah, yeah. I think there was like, you know, there was a, a moment of like, Oh, is that, you know, like High Republic um, Rangers or whatever, uh, troops, soldiers, <laughs> what are they called? Cops, space cops. You talking about the Rangers um, of the New Republic? Yeah. Is that what they're actually called? I don't, I, I don't know. I guess. Or, I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, because they're like, it's an X-Wing and you're like, oh, is it is it going to be them? Is it going to be luke and grogu and it was just grogu um which Mm. i think is probably the probably the best uh the best possibility the best turnout there so that was good yeah yeah i mean well i guess we'll get to whether that was good or not (laughs) well i mean i think it's i think it's for the best that luke didn't show up in this episode with with grogu yeah 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 (laughs) but um yeah we'll, we'll talk about this moment later but i just i think it was really fun to 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 watch it and i watched it again last night i'll probably mention this a few times but uh i watched it again last night with my kids and um uh my older son is not a fan of this show and is like constantly trying to like listen to music while we're watching it on his headphones and like not pay attention <laughs> and stuff um but my younger son was all in and uh by the end i think it was mando coming back that you know in chapter five that really made him like he started asking me to watch the episodes instead of me having to remind him or be like, okay, let's watch Boba Fett. And he'd be like, nah, all right, I guess, you know, now he was like bugging me to watch it. He was excited. So, um, but anyway, he, he loved it. You know what I mean? It was so like cool to watch it with him and look over and see him. Like he laughed, like when, you know, the shot of Grogu sitting in the cockpit, like he was like cracking up, like, um, and yeah, I think it was just a, it was a fun, fun moment like that. So, nice. um, 
Yeah, and I didn't I didn't put it on my list here, but um, I think seeing Grogu's like little metal T shirt um underneath his uh his uh what'd you call it like a code no what's it called Ryan uh, chainmail mithril <laughs> yeah no you tell no, me well, I mean that that's what it is in Lord of the Rings because it looks exactly like the one in Lord of the Rings oh you confused me because I looked over and was looking at my uh, vintage collection mithril character so. oh no <laughs> that's mithril. <laughs> Not uh, okay. <laughs> uh, it's just different spelling. Okay. I got you. Uh, um, but yeah, I mean, that was cool. And it, it, I, there was no way like that would r- look ridiculous on him if it was like the outer layer of clothing. He was yeah. wearing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, having his little robe on over it was, uh, was a fun idea. Yeah. Um, in that same sequence, I thought the pit droids and Pelimoto were at this point in the episode. Well, the pit droids are always great. And like there was the pit droid that had the little, like markers or whatever you call them, like, like, um, waving the X wing in, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw him, but I, he was really fun. Um, and pit droids in general, I love. And then I thought Pelimoto was great in this scene too. So, mm-hmm. and I'll leave it at that. Um, <clears throat> next one on my list, Ryan is Boba calling uh, black Kersantan Santo, um, <laughs> which he did like four times during the mm-hmm. episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that's new, isn't it? Like, has anyone called him Santo before? Uh, yeah, I think that's what Afra calls him in the comics. Oh, well, then that's even more of a reason that to think this is good, right? I Yeah, I think so. That's, I mean, ugh, I, I'll need to check, but I, I, I think so. Yeah. Well, I had no, no thought that anybody called him that. So when Boba was mm-hmm. just like Santo, you know, I was like, whoa, they has a nickname for him. This is, this is cool. I like that. Um, yeah. Uh, so then, um, the next thing on my list is, um, Boba, well, Boba Fett and Din Djarin, they have their conversation where, um, you know, Boba's like, well, we're screwed. So you probably are going to take off. Right. And Din Djarin's like, no, I'm, I'm not going anywhere. I'll, I'm, I'll, I'm with you until we both fall or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hmm, okay, well, I guess like, I guess he'd be willing to put his life on the line for this conflict or whatever, you know. Um, but then what I liked is, is uh, you know, Boba Fett was like, well, why, you know, why would you do that or whatever? And um, or it's not really your fight. You don't need to do that. And um, Mando was like, this is the way. And Boba was like, you, you really believe in that Bantha fodder? Um, and I thought that was awesome. Um, considering the show has, you know, with uh, with both Grogu and, and Din, kind of explored this conflict, you know, regarding whether it's best to do what's right in the moment and, and what feels like the, 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 the best thing, you know, or the, the most honorable thing or whether you should follow a creed and always do what your teachings and your, your dogma tell you to do. So, mm-hmm. um, the fact that Boba was like, wow, you buy it, you buy into that crap. <laughs> and Den's like, yep. And he's like, okay, good because that's going to save my butt, you know, uh, I, I enjoyed that exchange and I thought it was a, it was a, it was a good way to acknowledge, um, you know, kind of both sides of that issue that has been, you know, a, a point being explored in this show. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, okay. Well, first of all, uh, Afra calls Kersantin Santi. Oh, that's okay. a, that's a nickname. So okay. he's got a lot okay. of nicknames. Um, but uh, th- yeah, I think um, 
it was interesting in that scene um, because, which I guess we'll get to this in um, either the the bad or the ugly section. But uh, <laughs> like the the show um, did pretty piss poor job uh, exploring uh, Boba's connection with the the Tuscans um, and that uh, that culture, and I think um, it. It, I don't, I mean, I guess I don't know how many, like, you know, dueling creeds uh, needed to be woven into the story because, you know, we found those connections between um, the, you know, that Din's been dealing with for the past, you know, the last season of um, The Mandalorian and uh, a bit in episode five of this show um, with the the Mandalorian Creed. And then there was the, you know, uh, Luke kind of putting that choice on Grogu um, to choose, you know, the Jedi Creed or the Mandalorian Creed. Um, And I think it's it's interesting because Boba Fett, like, you know, adapted to the Tuscan culture, but there wasn't like him um, kind of, you know, integrating with that culture and being accepted into that culture, like didn't really prevent him from doing any of the stuff he did in like the current timeline. Um, And there wasn't really any. Yeah, there wasn't really any conflict between Boba Fett like being like, "Oh, I don't know if I can be a crime lord on Tatooine because of like my my Tuscan roots or anything." Like he just um he kind of just that kind of just went away. Yeah. Um yeah, I guess so. I mean, it's it's yeah, I don't know how to feel about that because on the one hand, I see what you mean and uh you know, um, yeah, I definitely see what you mean. On the other hand, I feel like like a lot of the people that hate this show are like, why is Boba Fett always trying to be like the nice guy? And why is he always trying to do the right thing? And like, you know, um, clearly when they were writing the show, like the intention, you know, and the structure of it and everything was like, let's pair, you know, Boba Fett's experience in the past with the Tuscans, with what's going on in, in the, the current day and all that. Um, I think. Uh, I think probably in the current day story with the crime Lord stuff and all of that, um, they, they certainly didn't do a lot to overtly solidify the connection to what happened, you know, his experience with the Tuscans and things like that. Um, and, and I'm sure that could have been done, you know, much more strongly, um, and in a better way. Uh, but I don't know. Um, I think, I, th- I think the connections, like, I think the way that the, the, the time that they spent on Boba with the Tuscans was, um, pretty effective and pretty like, you know, uh, I thought it was usually really good unless a certain somebody got involved in, in the episode or whatever, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it was usually pretty awesome. And so, mm-hmm. um, I think they did a really good job of that. I think, I don't know if maybe the, the approach that they, kind of took was like, well, let's let people make those connections or kind of leave them a little more ambiguous instead of be like, you know, super direct with 
that. But I guess long story short, I'm trying to say like Boba Fett in the current timeline. Yes, he's a crime lord. But like anytime like anybody gives him even a hint of like, okay, throw away a bunch of money and don't do the crime lord thing and instead be like the nice guy. Like that's what he does like every time, you know? So like really what he is is an awful crime lord because he doesn't even seem to be like invested or interested in doing crime. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, So like that's the part that like, but yeah, I don't know. I, they don't really, they don't really highlight the connections or, or make it, make it very clear. But I guess, I guess really like, I don't really know what his motivation is in the current timeline or like mm-hmm. what he's really trying to do, you know, and maybe that's for me, the bigger problem than like, you know, they didn't draw direct enough links to it and the Tuscan stuff, but he's, he doesn't feel, and people will get real mad if I say this, but I gotta say it anyway, like in the current timeline, he does not feel like a very fleshed out character. Like he is a, mm-hmm. he's, he stands on the side and lets, um, you know, Fennec Shan talk for him all the time uh, in, in the scene. And we're supposed to be in the good section right now, but um, in the scene where they're like in the beginning, where they're in that sanctuary, um, there's like two times where he's like, this is what we're going to do. And then somebody else is like, what are you talking about? That's dumb. And he's like, okay, never mind. We'll do something completely different. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's, it's meant to demonstrate that he's flexible. Right. And that he's mm-hmm. not an arrogant, like, you know, whatever, but it also is just like, does this guy even like what, I, it it he just doesn't feel like he has a very strong position or you know i don't really know what he's trying to do and then at the end of the well i'll wait till the end it's in yeah. the ugly part for me but <laughs> so yeah what were we saying that's good yeah. <laughs> we we're talking about the way <laughs> i mean so i think like just going back to like what was what i thought was good about this show when it was at its at its best which i would again say was episode two um was the the exploration of his um you know integration and learning uh from the tuscans and Mm -hmm. i think um you know again we'll get to this when we're in the in the bad section but um i think it just it feels just like such a huge missed opportunity to like <laughs> like it, it it feels like one of those things that's like right there like a thematic element that's like right there <laughs> that you know you it was like completely teed up by Steph Green to you know that it could have been followed through more on the story. I mean, I guess like it was John Favreau's writing, whatever, but yeah. like it was just the imagery and the storytelling was just so powerful um, for those sections that like, you know, uh, like having, I mean, I don't know, like I'm not a writer. I'm not like a, a filmmaker, a storyteller, um, but like, I think I would have as a viewer responded really positively if, you know, instead of, you know, Boba Fett being like, oh, you actually believe in that stuff, like having some sort of some it could have just been like a line about, you know, um, something, you know, about upbringings or about things we learn from other cultures or, you know, uh something to connect to like how he was kind of born again with the Tuscans um, in, you know, in the way that 
Mando was rescued as a foundling. I don't know. I mm. I, I feel like it could have just like weaved a richer tapestry in the story, but instead it was just well, let's just get to the shooting <laughs> kind of thing. Mm. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I could see that. I, I, but I kind of like that, like this line, if, if you really believe in that by Antha Fodder, it was like a little bit of a Han Solo type thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it's, it's, there's, there's, he, on the surface, he's saying like, that's all bullshit and that's stupid. But then, mm-hmm. you know, underneath it, like, uh, you know that there's some level of admiration there, but also like, I think Din needs to hear people say like, you don't have to be like, this is a guy wearing a Mandalorian helmet, wearing Mandalorian armor who would call himself a Mandalorian, I think, although that's always like a, uh, a, a clickbait article away from, you know, like exploring like who said mm-hmm. what about whether or not Boba Fett really is a Mandalorian or he isn't or whatever. It's kind of confusing. But m- m- my point is like, you've got a guy in Mandalorian armor next to you, you know, saying like, you actually don't have to do that stuff. You know what I mean? Like, so I don't know. I, I think that I like that line, you know, that doesn't discount like the point you're making about what the show could have done with, you know, all that stuff. But that line I think is, is, is pretty, I don't know. I think it's pretty, uh, both times I watched the episode, I was like, well, that, that, I love that line, you know? So, yeah, I just, I don't, I don't think that Boba would be that like Han Solo level of cynical about it though. That's well, what, it's, like I, I feel a disconnect there from like what we saw from the character at the beginning compared to like him completely kind of writing off that sort of thing here. He, well, I guess. I mean, everything else he does though, he puts together a, a crew, right? Like he he in in like five different instances in this season, like uh, Fennec Shand is like kill that person. You know, and he's like, what if I can bring them in? You know what I mean? The uh, the Gamorreans, instead of, you know, um, instead of turning them away, he brings them into his fold, right? Uh, Black mm-hmm. Chrysanthemum, same thing. Um, the Mod Gang, the same thing. Like, every, like, there's all these opportunities where he, uh, or all these instances where he's like, no, 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 I'm, I'm going to bring somebody in. Like, he's not the cynical guy, right? He's the opposite of that. And I think you could say yeah. that's as a result of his time with the Tuscans. But for you know din jaren din's like oh if i ever take my helmet off i should be shamed forever or you know what i mean like i should (laughs) uh like i think the rules that din lives by the the creed that specifically his uh sect of the mandalorians live by is you know pretty um pretty not great at least to me and to a lot of characters i I think boba would be like you don't have to live like that man you know and i don't Mm. think that's actually a cynical thing to say to him i think that's a good thing to say to him um but yeah yeah i mean i just i don't know i just i i just want star wars characters sitting around and talking about philosophy i think (laughs) you you wanted more you wanted to dig into that more yeah yeah i mean i think yeah <laughs> i i don't know it's just it's I, it's just such a missed opportunity like where it seems like some you know i think that's kind of the issue with having a lot of different even though it's like all written by the same dude dude and a half like mm-hmm. i think the directors do bring their own interpretations of it to the mm-hmm. screen and i think the you know that 
that stuff was like a huge focus of like Steph Green's episode. And uh, that's something that like, it just seemed like Robert Rodriguez was like, just wanting to like, get away from as quickly as possible. Mm. Well, I I would say it's also a part of uh, Bryce Dallas Howard's episode as well. Yeah. Like exploring some of the thematic elements and stuff. And uh, yeah, that was not what uh, Robert Rodriguez was interested in (laughs) in this episode. Yeah. Well, more on him to come. Yeah, for Mm -hmm. sure. Um, How about uh, my my next bullet point? Every second the mayor's major domo is on screen was a very good uh, second for me. I love that guy. Um, He was great in previous episodes, but I think this was his best episode yet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, consistently great um, mm-hmm. throughout this this show. He was uh, uh, he was the Ewan McGregor uh, to what Ewan McGregor was in the prequels to this show. He was the glue that kind of held it together. Mm. He used the word sober K in this episode, which was great. Um, mm. <laughs> the guy was hilarious. Yeah, I love him. Uh, do you ship it? Him and Pelly? Uh, uh, yeah, I. No, I don't really care one way or another. Um, you know, I do like I I think like Star Wars is this like very, very weird kind of sexless thing uh, consistently. Um, so I kind of understand why people, you know, are jumping on literally any opportunity for uh for for romance so yeah i mean sure like i was just kidding but i i I did enjoy the moment they exchanged like where she's like oh hey nice head tails you know um Mm -hmm. especially because everybody else in the entire show treats him like garbage you know as like walking all over him and and all that so like when when pally saw him and was like oh wow look at you um that's kind of like a fun little moment so hmm. um okay so one thing i did think was cool from the action scenes which is what a lot of this show was um is mm-hmm. the mandalorians jetpacking around boba fett and mando um jetpacking around saving the major domo um when he was about to be about to be killed there um so yeah it's cool to see mandalorians jetpacking around um mm-hmm. and i liked it yep okay um <laughs> Another thing I thought was good is uh, the Mando Grogu hug that occurred when um, when when Mando and Grogu reunited on that rickshaw thing that uh, that Pelly was cruising around in. Mm-hmm. Um, like you know, there was kind of it was a nice moment. I've seen some screenshots of it um, since you know watching the episode, and uh, and it was it was great for him to be like, "Whoa, what are you doing here?" And then like Grogu like pops up out of the seat into his uh-huh. arms. And I can't, I don't know if it's supposed to be like he hit a bump and flew into Mando's arms or if he like, you know, maybe that's why they showed him struggling to jump so much in the previous episode. So then like when you see him jump out of his seat to, to get to Mando, it's like, Oh wow. He, he must be really excited because he straight up like launched himself, you know? Yeah. Um, is that what you think? Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what I assumed that it yeah. was like, I mean, I, I was like, oh, that's the that's the payoff for the jump montage. OK, okay. OK, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was, it was fun. Um, there's other things about that that I didn't think were quite as good, but I did like the hug, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, 
uh, Grogu stopping the crab droid from killing Mando was good. Um, sort of, it was fun. I thought, um, it was weird. Like when he, so he uses the force and he pulls that, that like part of the, the, the droid, uh, apart and something like flies into his hand or whatever. And I thought the first time I watched it, it was just like a ball, like on the, like, it was like a ball that was like a joint or something on the droid. And he, so I was like, wait, is it just that he wanted that ball or something, which would be really dumb because, uh-huh. you know, Din was about to be killed. Um, then when I watched it again, it's like, oh no, that's not what it is. So that's good. Um, but yeah, like he stops the droid from killing Mando, which is good. He uses the force, which is good, but also he doesn't do that good of a job of it. And I think that's good. Like I was happy that he, you know, at this point, at this stage in the game, I don't think he should be coming in and just like using the force to like very easily stop this giant threat, you know? Right. Yeah. So I think that was a good choice. Cause we kind of, saw that um you know i mean obviously he didn't like go very far with his training <laughs> it kind of yeah, just right, right, it, right. it kind of seems to have ended the moment uh luke put hit those two options in front of him so uh yeah so it would be ridiculous if he like was you know just like ultimate badass here yeah, uh, with the force powers and everything. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's, uh, you know, that, yeah, that makes it makes sense. And that he, you know, handle it in kind of the same way I think he would have prior to going and training with Luke. Like that could have been something that I could have seen him doing in, epi- in season two of Mando. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, and it wouldn't have felt out of place, but like, I mean, really he, aside from like a little bit of jumping, maybe a little more mindfulness, like we shouldn't really expect a dramatically different character or dramatically yeah. different powers from Grogu, even though like Luke was like, yeah, he's, he's remembering things. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, but also I kind of like the idea and we'll see what happens. But, you know, um, I don't know that Grogu can be that kind of Jedi, you know, Uh, I I guess he could. He should be able to like, I guess Yoda was, you know, like Yoda had a lightsaber. He was involved in a couple big battles in the prequels. Mm -hmm. Like we're supposed to think he's a, you know, or we do think of him and we know that he was a. Uh, a Jedi that would battle and, you know, be involved in, in that kind of stuff. And so like, there's no reason to think that Grogu couldn't, but just watching Grogu in the show and seeing the way he walks around and all, you know, all that stuff. It's like, Mm -hmm. I don't know that that should be the goal for him anyway. Like that, that should be where it's going or where, what he should be trying to attain. And then, you know, later in this episode, he does the thing where he calms down the rancor, you know, and puts the Mm -hmm. rancor to sleep or whatever, and then goes in a completely adorable moment, like goes and lays down right next to it, you know? Yeah, Um, that was great. And, you know, that got me thinking like, you know, I mean, maybe, maybe that's really like the sort of path that Grogu should pursue a little more so as a Jedi than, than, than the lightsaber path, you know? And, and obviously we've both been reading a lot of high Republic stuff. And that's one of the things that the high Republic focuses on is sort of like how every Jedi has a sort of specialty and they they kind of interface with the force differently and have different force sensitivities and things like that and so um part of me is wondering like what's going to happen with that with grogu you know if maybe 
maybe he doesn't need to be a lightsaber wielding Luke Skywalker 2.0 um, by mm-hmm. the end of his training. Yeah. Um, if there is more training for him or if he's just going to be kind of a force sensitive Mandalorian. Yeah. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Although that seems really strange too, but yeah, maybe. I mean, yeah. uh, I, I don't think we were, you know, really expecting him to be uh, back as soon as he was, but no, yeah, no, I just mean like, um, in the same way, I'm like, oh, it's hard for me to imagine him being like this badass Jedi guy. It's hard for me to imagine him being like a little Mando killer either. You know what I mean? So um, mm. I'm not I, I have no idea what they're going to do with it, you know, and it could be either of those things. But I just wonder if there's some kind of plan in place that's nothing to do with. Or I shouldn't say nothing to do with, but is going to be completely different than what we're thinking, you know? Yeah, well, um, I think that's where like the the new way comes in. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's true. We. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then the last thing I have on my list of like the good stuff, the you know things I really really liked, um, is Grogu in the N one Starfighter at the end and his little pod in the N one Starfighter. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> the, him, the Grogu sized pod. Yep. yep. And then him hit, hit, hitting that ball against the window and Mando being yeah. like, "No, no more. I'm not doing it again." You know. And then, like, it's it's great dad humor there. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was really cute. Like uh, that's another moment where Elliot absolutely popped, like went ballistic mm. when it like took off and Grogu's like, you know, head is popping back because they're going so fast or whatever. Like Elliot loved it. So nice. Um, nice. Yeah, that was a that was another yeah. very good moment. Did you yeah. have anything you wanted to add to the good, Ryan? Um. Yeah, I mean, I think I don't know. I, I guess this falls in the good or I don't know, maybe it's more it's more of just a noticing. <laughs> I don't know if I feel one way or another. It's more um, of a neutral. Yeah. Um the 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 force fields on the mechs and the way that they uh kind of penetrated those. Um mm-hmm. I don't know if it was an overt uh reference, um, but it definitely g- gave me Evangelion vibes. Um, which is something I like a lot. And um, there were definitely some similarities there. So I don't know if, you know, I don't know if that's something coming from explicitly from like John Favreau or Robert Rodriguez, but maybe, maybe someone involved was like, Hey, what if you kind of did it this way? (laughs) Um, Some like total weeb on set. Hmm. Um, So I, I, I like that. Um, and I guess like an extreme neutral here would be the uh, the the King Kong homage uh, mm. with uh, the Rancor climbing the the tall building. Um, I don't know. I don't know if that like it enhanced it or was a detriment, but it was like a I I see what you did there <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know either. I think it uh, may be neutral at best. Um, yeah. I, th- there was another shot too. I think the shot with um, Pally and uh, the Major Domo um, like hiding behind that thing and they both like scream or at least Pally screams. I think they both do. And I think that was a, that, and it was right in that sequence. I think that that shot was also meant to evoke a similar shot from uh, King Kong too. So mm. definitely some King Kong, some very overt King Kong referencing going on there but yeah it felt a little clunky right 
Yeah, and it didn't like really, I don't know, serve too much of a purpose outside mm. of like the visual like thing. I don't know. Yeah, I, th- I think that stuff is better when it's like it just feels like a cool thing to happen in what you're watching. And then you find out later like, oh, that was a reference or if like if it's like something that you you know, maybe, I mean, obviously a lot of people are going to pick up on a, on an homage one way or the other, you know, and they might on the first viewing, but if it feels like it's just naturally should be part of what you're watching, you know? Um, but that one felt a little bit like it was really calling attention to itself in a way that's, you know, kind of takes you out of it sometimes. So. Yeah. And I don't know, like also I think, um, you know, King Kong is a a really good film, um, the mm-hmm. original one. And I think, you know, there's uh again, there's like some really cool and important um thematic stuff um in there in that scene in particular in the, the Empire State Building scene, uh that I was like, Oh, are they going to is this going to be like something to uh you know, create kind of create sympathy for the rancor or anything and uh they didn't like really just they didn't really like do anything with it it was just kind of part of the action um Mm. so i think it was like i don't know it it feels like extra kind of bad when you reference something that's like really good and then i don't know like you don't have to like automatically take on all the themes of that film or anything um but like when you just like show it and then it's it it's like like a a citizen kane parody or something when someone's like rosebud and like it's just like ha 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 it's a reference to that and there's i don't know uh I think yeah. it's good to do references to Rosebud in children's cartoons, though. Um, like like real never... Ghostbusters? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, as an adult, you watch that and you're like, oh, my God, this is like so, you know, it, I mean, and it's OK, like because it's clear what it's trying to do. They're at the Hearst Manor and it's like totally, uh, you know, a Citizen Kane, William Randolph Hearst, all that. Like, it's very obvious yeah. what it is. But as a kid, you don't know that. So then I remember the first time I figured out what Rosebud was in Citizen Kane, I was like that's what the thing was in the Ghostbusters cartoon, you know? So, uh, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think in a Ghostbusters cartoon, it's okay. I, I think um, that's, that's a totally that's different. Good, uh, that's, that's a good usage. Um, yeah. but <laughs> I don't know. I think, yeah, it's like, I don't know. I'm, <laughs> we've, we talked about this last week, but like, I'm, I like when star Wars references things that aren't star Wars, but you just, you have to do it right. I guess is uh, what I'm saying. And this like didn't quite feel right. Your first good is more of a bad. Do you have any other goods that are actually goods or should we get just get into the bad? Uh, I mean, this is <laughs> this is going to be like a, uh, a damned with faint praise type one. But um, I'm I'm uh, I'm now how do I? <laughs> this so that it's it still fits in the good article um okay i'm just i'm glad is this about robert rodriguez no well yes um (laughs) (laughs) no i just i think i'm relieved that the show just ended oh that it wrapped up 
that it wrapped up. And I don't know. We can talk about if the ending was satisfying. Um, I think it like kind of served its purpose and wrapped up uh, a thread. Um, however, you know, well established that thread was is debatable, but it, you know, it wrapped up a thread and I'm, I am kind of grateful that like that there wasn't uh like Boba Fett will return in book of Boba Fett season two mm. kind of thing at the end. Um, yeah. So, okay. Yeah. I have some thoughts on the end, but they don't go in the good category. So let's move into the bad. Um, my, my number of bullet points for the good is longer than the bad. Mm. It's about, it's about equal to the bad and the ugly put together. So just throwing that out there for listeners who are, are, um, bigger fans of this episode than, than we were or than I was, but, um, yeah, let's go through through some stuff that I thought was kind of bad. Um, I, I believe I'm barming this phrasing from our friend Kevin, who might have said something pretty close to exactly this. But um, everything in this like kind of battle, this big fight that took up the whole middle chunk of this episode, the whole thing seemed to be all relying on like ten dudes in a space pickup truck, like showing up from Freetown, and mm-hmm. it's like if those ten guys don't show up with their speeder that we can like stand behind for a few minutes, this is all pointless like there's no hope you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and it just seems like not the most believable scenario or just it just didn't have a lot of um i don't know i mean i i guess the the they you know they spent time setting it up in chapter six and then they talk about it a bunch in the beginning of chapter seven like we really need these people from freetown to show up and like i get that as a as an idea like if we can't bring in people if we can't bring tatooine together and kind of convince people that, you know, we need to help each other and we're all in this together, et cetera, so on and so forth. Like, I, I understand that in terms of like storytelling, mm-hmm. but then like watching it take place on screen, like <laughs> yeah. was not very good. It just felt like very anticlimactic and it just, it, you know, seeing it play out on screen, it just felt like, wait, this is what it was all about. Like just basically you just needed the people from that bar to come over here. And like, as long as they did, like it would be uh, the game changer that just didn't seem, you know, um, it just didn't work. I I don't think it worked to watch it take place on screen. It didn't work very well for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think it's one of those things that, I mean, it's kind of like the, uh, the pikes in a way, because we, you know, we were joking before it's like, Oh, the huge threat to, you know, most mm. Espa is these like eight dudes who came in on a Greyhound, like, mm-hmm. uh, and are, are, you know, selling, selling some drugs. Like, mm-hmm. uh, that's, that's the big threat. Um, and, you know, I think we, we kind of saw, um, the, uh, that it was more than uh, eight dudes because like 500 dudes get mowed down uh, <laughs> in this episode. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's, yeah, I think the, the purpose of the, the Freetown story is good. Um, but like, yeah. as you were saying, the, um, the actual execution was a little, uh, a little underwhelming for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, I was underwhelmed by the kind of big bad chief antagonist of this episode being 
giant enemy robot crabs, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I feel like, yeah, the pikes themselves don't really seem like a great, you know, final boss for this show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think bringing in Cat Bane definitely helped with that. But obviously, yeah. you know, you had to have the Rancor, like, destroying Tatooine, and then you had to have these giant enemy crabs. Um mm-hmm. And uh, they just fell kind of flat for me, too. I mean, it's not that the design isn't cool, um, but it just really felt kind of corny. And, uh, I mean, it's just hard for me to care that much about, you know, this entire finale. Not the entire, but, like, a big chunk of this finale episode um, being about the drama of, like, will they defeat these big robots or won't they? You know, like that. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm, just dramatically, I guess, storytelling wise did not feel super satisfying. Yeah, I mean, but it's like there were kind of like two of the. Because I mean, most of at least the way I remember it, like most of the episode was just kind of like an extended action scene. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like there were kind of two parts to it. They did like the kind of did the star wars thing where there's like you know battles on multiple fronts but Mm -hmm. here it's like the it's just like one street over um Mm -hmm. essentially but like there's i think there's you know there's the parts where they're just like you know it just looks like gears of war or something and they're like ducking behind a thing and then popping up and shooting and then there's like you know a guy in a window and he like pops up and shoots and you know, there's that for extended periods of time, which I thought was actually like more boring than the robots, because mm. at least with the robots, we got like, you know, we got like kind of a threat because they're like, oh, our weapons don't work here. And then we got those uh, those Evangelion scenes. We got like a kind of mini like Kaiju versus mech scene with like the Raincore um fighting the robot uh which i thought was you know kind of cool um so yeah i thought those were those were more interesting than like the just the like non-stop shootouts hmm. that were yeah like pretty pretty dull i thought yeah you might have misinterpreted me complaining about the robot crabs as thinking that stuff was good but um i want to set the record straight and that i didn't think that was good either i thought that was like that's another thing on my bad list um and and uh, potentially even into my ugly list but yeah like so almost i mean almost all those characters um to me anyways felt like extras on like a mid-budget sci-fi tv show and Mm -hmm. they're just all shooting at each other and it's like i don't really care about this you know what i mean and Mm -hmm. uh yeah, so no, I didn't think that was good either. But I, I think for me, it's more like, you know, you watch an episodic TV show, you get to the finale, you feel like it's building towards something, right? And like what it was building towards was a really cool, like couple of sequences with Cad Bane, but otherwise a bunch of like, to me anyways, sorry, you know, to those who disagree or who are, you know, think I'm selling these characters short, but like a bunch of like generic, you know, um, supporting characters shooting at each other in a very claustrophobic, you know, kind of small set, uh, you know, small setting kind of vibe. And, and Mm. yeah, I just, I just feel like it all built towards like this big action filled episode, but it's an action filled episode with like a bunch of, you know, there, there's moments there, there's, there's 
you know, Grogu saving Din from one of the big enemy droids. Like that was a good moment, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I liked seeing Boba and, and Din, you know, flying around and, and fighting together. Um, at least some of it I liked a lot, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but just in terms of like a concept, it, it's just still surprising to me. Some of the choices they made, um, or it just, it just feels so small stakes and it also just feels so, it's hard for me to get invested in a battle against big robots. And it's hard for me to get invested in like, you know, anonymous 20 minutes of anonymous shootout footage, you know, like (laughs) you said. Yeah. I think, um, I think like, again, in like the, in scenes like this, it, it really is just like those small moments that, um, kind of, kind of stick with you more um because i think the ones you mentioned um were were good and those were like you know 30 seconds to a minute um i also think the um you know it wasn't like terribly fleshed out but it was something i remembered was the uh the freetown girl i think joe um and um the the mod what's what's the mod girl's uh, name is it like trash or draft yeah or trash, something like that something like that yeah um like those two like kind of bickering at first um you know the rural versus city um you know the, the oh i thought that line was terrible yeah. i thought that line was so bad but that i mean i think that was, I was just, just like, like what a, this is so corny like a, who? oh my god yeah i think it's a cheesy way to to frame it in an unnecessary conflict, but them working together, um, at, you know, at that scene at the end and like them going off together to do what needed to be done. I thought that was like, mm. that was cool. But um, yeah. Yeah. That's, that just felt underdeveloped and rushed to me. Like I, yeah. you know, now that you say her name, I'm like, Oh, I guess I saw her in the Freetown episode. You know, she's probably the one that, um, that, uh, Vanth is she is, is she the one that Cobb Vanth was like hey can you go tell everybody to go in their houses yep. or whatever okay yeah I didn't I didn't remember that in the moment and it was just like who is that like all of a sudden we've decided that this person is a character now in the show and is gonna like be involved in this thing I, I, it just felt like wait who are these people what's happening you know it just it didn't feel maybe I don't watch closely enough I don't know but it, it didn't feel uh it didn't really feel cooked didn't feel developed just felt like out of nowhere we've got you know a character I don't know anything about, you know, lecturing another character that I know very, very little about. And, and then, you know, they're going to go do this thing. And yeah, it didn't, it didn't really move the needle for me. Yeah. Sorry to say, um, I also put, uh, Oh, okay. Well, okay. Um, we have to talk about the fact that Grogu, the whole conflict with Grogu is seemingly resolved now. Um, and not only is it resolved, it's resolved like right in the middle, not, not in the middle. It's right in the beginning of this episode. And it felt like this episode in, in terms of like the list of things that were important to this episode and, and things that, you know, had dramatic tension and potential that like the conflict about what's Grogu going to do was like pretty low on that list. You know, it, 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 to me, it feels like the way it was handled was, it was like a, eh 
it, it didn't it did not get, it was not given the drama and the the kind of like resources I felt like it should have to feel like it paid off or feel like it was satisfying to me. Um, I, I loved seeing him show up in the X wing. You know what I mean. I loved seeing the little shirt on him, and I'm I'm I, I like uh, his. I like the fact that like Rogu came back. You know, to Din. I think that's all good. But also, it just doesn't even feel like even like the third most important thing this show had to accomplish in this episode, just in the mm-hmm. way it was done, you know, to me. It just felt like an also ran or something like, oh, yeah, I guess we better like figure that out so that we can like put Grogu into hilarious uh, chase sequences and, um, you know, let him put a Grancor to sleep later. Like it just it just really did not. I, I mean, it, it broke millions of hearts all over the world to see Mando and Grogu separated. And, and we were, what's Mando season three going to be? How can the show even continue without Grogu? Like there's so many questions. It just felt like such a big thing. Um, and then of course we were scratching our heads a little bit, like when, when chapter five kind of returned to that story, but I was like, okay, well, you know, I I do want to know what's going on with this, but I Mm -hmm. so felt like it was, you know, sprinkling a little bit of it into Boba Fett so that, you know, like we're that much more excited for Mando season three. Mm-hmm. And I feel like what they did sucked all of the air out of the room in terms of excitement for Mando season three. Now, I mean, not that I'm not excited for Mando season three, but this was something that was going to be a big hook and something that was like a real, there's real drama in this. What's he going to do? What should he do? What would be the right way to do this? Like, mm-hmm. Oh, well, we're just going to Uber him over in the X wing and then that'll be that. I, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, um, I'm a little, uh, little confused, um, how, why that, like, why all this has gone down the way it did. Um, my very cynical thought on it is this, you know, they wanted to have Grogu back, um, for the first episode of Mando season three, so they can have him in trailers and stuff and build hype and get, you know, the mainstream back on board uh, for the show and, you know, have that, have that press release about, you know, top, top streaming show watched by X amount of households, all that stuff, like the business side of it. Um, And I think there's also like people who, you know, don't really care about the conflict with uh with Grogu like more more casual viewers who are like I don't really care if he becomes a Jedi or you know whatever like and just want to like see the show with him in it and the best way to do that is just like okay well just put him back in the show um so that he's there day one so that there's there's the hook because i don't know i think there's probably because it is like like that particular part of the mandalorian grogu in particular is like a thing and this is not like a diss or condescending or anything but like i think there's if he wasn't there at the beginning of the season i think there are people who like don't care that much about star wars like a probably a large chunk and are like well just let me know when you know, when the baby's back and then I'll start watching again. Well, I agree with you in principle. I agree with your larger 
you know, idea there. But, mm-hmm. and, and I, you might even be right that that's what they were thinking. But if that's true, I think it's a gross miscalculation because number one, they brought Grogu back and in, in, in this, you know, in Book of Boba Fett and like pretty much tell me now that like, that pretty much tells me, oh, he's, there's no way he's not part of season three. Like, of course he's part of season three, you know, because when season two ended, I think the whole world is like, oh my God, what happens now with Grogu? What happens now mm-hmm. with Din and Grogu, you know? And so even if there is a, a, a situation in which like mainstream audiences go, well, I just don't even think I'll, ch- I'll tune into Mando season three because it might not have Grogu in it. I don't really think that's how people would look at the way season two ended. Personally, I think if anything, it would be like, oh my God, I like, are they going to get like, what's going to happen with Grogu? Like, what does this mean? I think people would tune in just based on the intrigue of that, you know? Um, mm. Now, if they were watching two, three, four episodes and there was no hint of Grogu in season three, I could see them turning Mando season three off. You know what I mean? But like mm-hmm. leaving with this great cliffhanger in season two, I don't think that's going to turn people away from Mando season three. Um, and then anyway, they brought him back now. So we know he would be part of Mando season three. And then I think like when you end chapter six with like, what is he going to choose? Uh, you know, cause I was like, I can't believe they're going back to it already in book of Boba Fett, but then ending chapter six, I, I was surprised it didn't happen in chapter seven, but either way ending it with like, what is Grogu going to choose? We are, we got another cliffhanger, another like hanging question that needs to be resolved in another television show. Then now I want to watch that television show. Cause I want to know what's going to happen with Grogu, you know? And I think that, I think that's how mainstream audiences would look at it too. I don't think they'd be like, well, just, I'll just wait and let somebody else tell me if he's going to be in it. Um, I don't know, but like, okay. So I couldn't believe they just like sort of resolved the tension of season two and book of Boba Fett, but then mm-hmm. they set up a whole new like tense question and then they resolve that too in Book of Boba Fett. So it's like, yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. And like, anyway, I guess, uh, you know, to, to, to make my point, they may be looking at it the way that you're, you're theorizing. I think that's really like a bad logic or a bad like guess on their part, because I think if they had left the question hanging, that's going to make people who only care about Grogu tune in. Now they've like answered it. And I don't know. I mean, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, he's with Mando, so people will watch it because he's with Mando, I guess. But you still, even with Grogu, even with Grogu being as cute as he is, even with people being obsessed with Grogu, you still have to have a story that's like people are invested in. And I don't doubt that they'll have one, but I just can't believe they had this great tense question. And, you know, they drained all of the tension out of it before getting to the actual show that's supposed to be about that, you know? Yeah, but I think like the the audience is so large for this character that mm-hmm. I I think like I I think for like adults and you know people who like aren't Star Wars fans but like watch TV shows like um I think the 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 hook is important but like I think you also have to remember like there's you know tons of like grogu merch and stuff like aimed at like Mm five-year-olds like and i think like they they don't care about the conflict with grogu and you know the the hook of the of the show and i think 
um, you know, people who just like watch stuff with their kids and watch stuff that their kids want to watch, uh, you know, who wouldn't, you know, watch the show. Otherwise, I think like maybe for like that kind of like extreme level of casual viewer, mm-hmm. I think you might it might be best it's not best it's not best they might think it would be best they might think it would be best and yeah i don't know yeah otherwise like because it's not like i think it's not good like storytelling (laughs) like as like you know um this this style of storytelling it to like just the way they handled it was not like it wasn't emotional it wasn't powerful it wasn't satisfying uh yeah. anything but yeah i don't i don't really know the the why but i the only thing i can picture is like some you know person in what i imagine a disney boardroom being like we need to get that little green man back there for season season 3 if you want mm. like this amount of dollars for your budget yeah yeah, maybe. Um, I, this should probably go in. What I'm about to say should probably just go in the ugly category, and I'm almost done with the bad category. But um, I think this show has. I don't think it's like going to be a major factor, but I think this show has definitely damaged the reputation of Star Wars on Disney Plus, and maybe, maybe that's like a strong way to put it. Mm-hmm. I don't think that this is is generating more excitement for Mando season three. I think it's generating mm-hmm. less excitement for Mando season three because I hear from just as many people as not that they don't like this show and they don't think it's good. And some people I know that don't like star Wars very much at all anymore, but love the Mando are like pissing all over this the same way they do all, every other star Wars thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so it's just, I just, I don't think this has done good things for that you know, um, just in general. So like they might be thinking they're, they're getting people like invested in Mando season three or whatever, but, uh, overall in general, I think they turned enough people off with the book of Boba Fett that like you gotta, yeah, I don't think it's a net positive really overall. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like that's just anecdotal, but that's, that's the vibe I'm getting. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I think like, Mostly, I mean, like the best things I've heard people say about this show, because like, again, like being the being the Star Wars guy in your group yep. of friends, like people yep. come to you with their Star Wars opinions. And I'm like, yep. yeah, yeah, OK. Um, uh, I mean, like the best things I've heard are like, yeah, that was fine. That was fun. Mm. There were, you know, oh, that's cool that Mando's back. Like the the luke cg was crazy like Mm. those are kind of the things i've heard um but like i mean yeah i haven't uh, no one's been like terribly excited no one's been like hey what can you know if i want to learn more about this like where can i you know are there comics i can read or anything like that um which are like my favorite kind of (laughs) star wars Mm. questions um but yeah, it was, it's mostly just been like, yeah, that was fine. Or yeah, I didn't love that kind of yeah. thing. 
Yeah. And, uh, you know, for me personally, I, I did like the show overall. Uh, I didn't love, love, love the show overall, but I liked the show overall. Like I'm, I'm happy we got the show, you know, like if, if the, if the choice for me is like, yeah, just go straight into Mando season three, you know, book of Boba Fett, like whatever, like, no, nah, I, I enjoyed the show. I'm happy we got it. There's a lot of stuff in it. I didn't love. Um, but I like the show overall, but I think there's so many people, um, you know, as you say, people that are like more casual Star Wars fans or aren't, aren't super connected that, you know, for them, I think this is a big step down from Mandalorian season one and two. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, it is too. You know what I mean? Quality wise, yeah. everything. I just, I don't think it's on the level. Uh, I mean, some of it is, but anyway, the point is as a whole, I don't think it is. And so I just, I don't think this has really worked out. This experiment has worked out too well, um, personally for mm-hmm. like just Disney plus and Star Wars on TV and, you know, the popularity of the Mandalorian and, and all that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, they might be taking some gambles with the Grogu thing and with all of it in terms of like how people, it, it being a phenomenon and, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So real quick on the bad and then I'm going to get into the ugly if it's okay, okay with you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I also put Mando Grogu hug in the bad, um, even though I put it in my good because, um, I think like it should have felt way more emotional. I think it should have felt like a bigger deal than it did. And it didn't really feel that like it just felt like a thing that happened in the middle of the episode, like, Mm -hmm. and they're in this big race and like, or, you know, big chase scene. And he's like, what you're here. And then like Grogu pops up into his arms and they hug and that's really great and everything. But also again, to me, the amount of drama that should have been there compared to like the amount of drama I felt, I just don't think it was done very well. Um, so yeah, that I put it in the bad too. Um, Palimoto, I put in the good in 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 my good list, um, but she wasn't. There was some stuff in the second half of the episode where it just wasn't working that great for me. So um, kind of Pally straddled that line for me in this episode of good and bad. Yeah. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I mean, I kind of, I mentioned that, you know, for episode five, um, where I was like, yeah, she's kind of walking a line, and it's, like, bordering on annoying, <laughs> and uh, some stuff's legitimately funny, and, um, you know, she has a lot of character, but uh, it's also kind of exhausting, and uh, yeah. I think by the end of this episode, I was like, okay, you could just stop now. <laughs> okay. Let's get into the ugly. I'm not going to yeah. dwell on it that much, Ryan. I'm not going to like, I'm not going to dwell in my anger and mm. hatred, you know, whatever. But there are a few things that I just really, really hated in this episode. If you've listened to the show before, I'm a broken record on this, but I can't stand it. And there was a moment when they were talking about how the Nikto gang uh, wasn't really the ones who killed the Tuscans and it was the Pikes who did it. Right. Like mm-hmm. that was the, okay. And they had to show the footage and I was just like, God, Oh, this sucks. Like they did a thing where there's like, there was like a little flash and then they showed like a couple shots from this old sequence and then it flashed back to the current timeline and Boba's mm-hmm. helmet or whatever, where he was taking it all in. And I was like, are you serious? Like it's so corny. It's so cheesy. It's such tacky filmmaking. I hated it. I was so mad about that. Mm, that they were like showing previous footage. Yeah, I didn't need to see that. Like, it, like Cad Bane could have just said to Boba Fett, "Guess what, buddy? You thought those Nikto 
bikers are the ones who did it. Yeah. No, it was us. It was the Pikes. We did it. We killed your friends. You don't have to show me footage of the thing. Like if he says, Mando, those people that you spent the first four episodes of the show with, with that were really important to you, we did mm-hmm. that. Why do you need to show me the footage? Like I'm an idiot or something. Like yeah. I know what you're talking about. What the right. hell? Yeah. I hated that. <laughs> it's just yeah. corny. It's just tacky, crappy, tacky, ugh, bad. It, it's not good. Ugly, 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 ugly. It's ugly. Ugly. Yeah. That's the word. Yeah. It's it's not good. Um, but I still think like the the storytelling part of that is worse than the execution. I mm. because I think it was just so just the way they mishandled that story, um, which I thought was. And this isn't just like, oh, I like that story. Um, I thought they were, you know, they got they got a lot of credit for, you know, this show, you know, garnered a lot of goodwill for like, you know, the the portrayal of the indigenous people and like humanizing them and all that. And then they just uh, they just fridged them and then they like further just you know, just used those people to be like, to, you know, make, make the bad guys seem badder. And all of that, you know, all, all that story that was there, um, with all the like re real world parallels that was there was just like, you know, just something that, is used to make like the super evil looking dude more evil. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, I think the execution was bad, but I think the, this is one of the times where like, I can't even really blame Robert Rodriguez on this one. Like this was a, this was a Favreau choice. No, no, no. Well, okay. So we're talking about like two different things here though. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. We're talking, I, I think I can blame, Robert Rodriguez for the awful, tacky, gross decision to flash back to that footage. Like I'm, this is a little thing. This is not like a big issue. Like you're talking about, like with the, the portrayal of Tuscans and all that. Like you know, we could do another half an hour on that right now, probably. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I'm just saying the really corny, awful, cheesy decision to technique, like to use that technique in that moment, is Robert Rodriguez, and it sucks. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I think it's two two different problems. Um, I think it's yeah. a it's a directing problem and a writing problem. For me, the writing problem is like the more egregious one. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. See, I kind of feel I I don't really want to get into it right now. I don't think we should or have time. But like, mm-hmm. I kind of feel like most of the writing was really good with the Tuscans and all of that stuff. And so like when you say like, oh, they did it all just, you know, like I, I, I understand the, the, the problem with the way it was resolved. Like the fact that they were unceremoniously killed off screen and like, you know, even saying like, well, they were th- that they did that, you know, so that it would be a motivating factor for Boba Fett in this other timeline. And that's not cool. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't think we should reduce the three and a half episodes of good storytelling about them 
to like, oh, they just mishandled this whole thing and it was bad. Because like the only reason mm-hmm. people care as much as they do is because like most of the time they did a really good job doing that. And and I, like for me, like it it doesn't like undo all of that just because, you know, the way that they resolved that storyline is bad. Like even if the way they resolve that storyline is bad, I don't think that ruins everything they did in the episodes previous. You know what I mean? Like it still has a lot. I think it still has a lot of value. And I think they handled everything well until they got to like, how are we going to wrap this story up or how are we going to, you know, resolve this story or whatever. And, you know, I can, I can see the argument that that was awful, like really bad, but I just like, Mm -hmm. I think, I think that, and I guess it's a matter of taste or interpretation or how, you know, how people react to it, you know, whatever. So, um, but, but to me, it doesn't undo all the good stuff that happened before, you know, like, I don't think they were only doing all that good stuff just so they could do the shitty ending to those character story. Cause I don't think they would have done such a good job of telling that story. If like, Oh, well, all it was about was about killing them in the end. Like, I think there was more to it than that. It just was not a, a, you know, a particularly graceful or, or well-handled way of ending it. But I think, you know, the rest of it is still has more value than, you know, it shouldn't all be tossed out just with that that part of it no no and i think it's um i i think it's just disappointing Mm -hmm. um mainly and it's i think there i think there is some disappointment in like the you know the the idea that like like the not it it just wasn't a very thoughtful conclusion to that story Mm. and that um, you know, just it, I mean, it's kind of the same way, like, um, you know, I, I feel about like the sequel trilogy. I think, you know, the stuff with like Ray's parents, for example, like, I think it's like really, um, I really like how that question is out there in, um, to some degree, force awakens but i really like the way it's explored in last jedi and then i think like the resolution of it in uh rise of skywalker is not very satisfying or good um but like that doesn't you know that doesn't mean like oh i i think they you know should have never brought it up in the first place yeah um i think it's just like you know it's just disappointing and it's not just like a oh, that's disappointing because it, it didn't go the way I wanted it to. It's like, oh, this was disappointing because either you just like completely dropped it or it just wasn't really, you know, that well thought out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, we better not start talking about The Rise of Skywalker or this episode will never end because... Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, we better not do that. So let's move on to the next thing, which are in my ugly list, which are Mm -hmm. claustrophobic action sequences. Um, I don't think that this was like as bad as uh, chapter three that Rodriguez directed necessarily, Mm -hmm. like because that chase scene was so awful and everybody was, you know, just like, what what did I just watch? That was not good. Mm -hmm. Um, But like everything in this episode felt so like it's an episode that absolutely hinged on like being a giant action sequence, but everything felt like just like tiny and, and, and claustrophobic and like, and shoved into these little back alleys. And like, it's hard for me to walk away from like a 20 minute long action sequence in a, 
you know, series concluding or at least season concluding episode of the show and have it feel like super satisfying when it was like all these tiny little alleys they were fighting in and just everything. I think you made a comment earlier about like, well, there's a robot on one street and then like one street over is the other robot. And like these, these, they're, these are the two, you know, kind of things going on or whatever. It just mm-hmm. really felt small and, um, uh, underwhelming to me, like the, the, the kind of the setting and the, yeah, the execution of those action sequences. I mean, there's good shots. There's, there's cool moments. Um, I'm not saying that Rodriguez doesn't know how to like direct an action sequence. Cause that's like what his career is also hinged on, you know, but yeah. I think it's a combination or the, the collision of like this being a TV show, um, this person being the one filming everything and then, uh, and maybe not being as good with the limitation of like shooting on this tiny set and stuff. Cause I didn't necessarily feel this way in Mandalorian, you know, like when there was a big battle on, uh, Navarro, I didn't necessarily mm-hmm. feel like, Oh, why is everything so penned in and like small, you know, but that's how it felt to me in this episode. Yeah. I mean, I think like when we're having our immediate conversation, like at six in the morning or whatever, mm. um, on Wednesday, I think the, the way I felt about it, um, the way I said I felt about it, it was that every, cause it's like, it's a really long action sequence, like broken up into smaller chunks mm-hmm. and every chunk felt like 40% too long. Mm. And yeah, I think it just, it was like, it was like numbing to mm. watch. Um, and like something it would like change and like, like, Oh, this is, exciting and then like then you're just like ready for it to be over because it's just going on for so long and like it's just it wasn't very tense or engaging at like any point really um so yeah that was i mean and that was the bulk of the episode too Mm -hmm. so okay so my my next ugly is something that has been getting a lot of attention online the last couple days, like this weekend. And uh, it is the spinning choreography. And there's the one shot of the mod guy, like doing a spin and then taking a shot with his blaster, you know? Um, And, uh, you know, part of me wants to be like, you know what, let's embrace this spinning choreography. Like let's embrace it. Cause like all these people on the internet are complaining about it and it keeps getting passed around. And like, Mm -hmm you know, that's annoying too. So maybe I like it. No, I don't. It sucks. I don't like it. It sucks. And, and, and the fact that like a bunch of like lame people, or I shouldn't say even lame people, but the fact that like it's, it's, it's being, there's, there's being too much attention put on it online, like does not stop me from acknowledging that it's bad. It's ugly. It's bad. It sucks. Um, and there's another shot, like that's the one that keeps getting passed around, but I was watching yesterday and there's this like shot of like Mando and Boba, like I think Boba Fett's down on one knee and like Mando or maybe Mando's on one knee, whatever. They're like next to each other and the camera like pans around them, like, you know, in a circle and, and either Din or Boba does like this, like, like spin around move. And it's like, it, I'm watching it and I'm like, are these guys filming a music video or something? Like it, they just seem like they're showing off for the camera and ugh, it's just indicative of like the overall like style of, uh, of the action sequences here. And 
again, we were talking about it in text messages um, with with our friend Rich, and 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 I think I can't remember what he said, but um, but my my response was like, no, I'm pretty sure like Rodriguez thinks this is awesome. Like he's he, like he this is his style. Like this is what he's going mm-hmm. for. Like he is really calling attention to it. And like, I think he's like, this rules and it might just be different taste or something, you know? Cause like, for instance, Ryan, as you know, I love Sam Raimi. Right. And mm-hmm. he, he does this thing where he does this like corny, cheesy thing. Like the Spider-Man movies are full of it. The evil dead movies more, uh, you know, more directly, more, more upfront, more overtly full of it. But like he does this like corny, campy, cheesy thing in, I don't know how he does it, but he slides it into movies that, don't necessarily have that tone or whatever, but it's basically he has good taste and he does it well. And I feel like other directors, at least currently don't have such good taste and do it poorly. And they think it looks cool. Maybe they think it's coming across a different way than it is. To me, it comes across as like real bad. So I hate the nineties cheesy spinning choreography stuff in this episode and it's not just about spinning there's other stuff too but like the really like oh man i don't know i'm getting it it was ugly i didn't like it yeah i don't know this this is one that like i get i don't know i guess i'm like conflicted out because like uh i mean i think there's because like there there was the whole conversation of like the was the spin move necessary? And, you know, and then, you know, people dunking on that one shot um, of the, you know, the the spin shot. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, that was the big conversation. Was that necessary? And then, like, of course, like, responses are 3,000 Star Wars gifts of, like, people doing dumb, unnecessary things to like look cool. And Star Wars is like full of it. I mean, like, you know, a lot of those gifts were from the prequels. Um, You know, a lot were like, you know, sloppy looking shots from the original trilogy. Um, You know, there's whatever. There's like, you know, there's spins in the throne room scene in The Last Jedi, um, which I think is, you know, pretty much the best Star Wars action sequence ever um, there. But there's spinning uh, kind of thing. So I don't like I I don't think it's just the spinning. <laughs> um, no, that's that's the whole thing. It's it's, yeah. it's that it looks terrible and it's done like in a really well, so I'll let you keep going, but it's, it's about the execution. It's about the way it's done. So even if there's corny choreography or there's, you know, there's the part that Kevin sent where Luke is kicking Boba Fett, right. But it doesn't even make contact and you can tell that he does. No, I, I've never been watching return of the Jedi and been like, Oh God, that looks so bad. Why did they do mm-hmm. that? You know, like it's totally, I watched the last Jedi and I was like, God, this looks awesome. Why does this look so cool? You know? And it's, it's cause it's, it's not, it doesn't come down to just like, do they spin or don't they, you know, or do they connect or don't they, it comes down to the magic trick of making us believe in what we're watching or just, you know, putting it out there in a way that's pleasing to watch. And that's the difference. This is not pleasing to watch to me, like these moments in this show, they call attention to themselves because they're poorly executed. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, um, you know, yeah, I think that's probably probably it. 
Um, I think it's just, I mean, but it's also like, I just, I feel like a broken record and, you know, it's like I said at the kind of beginning, like, um, I, I just had extremely low expectations <laughs> for this episode. So like, none of this is surprising to me because I watched mm-hmm. the other two episodes that Robert Rodriguez directed and I thought both of those sucked. <laughs> and, uh, then yeah. I think this episode like was at least like there was some s- slightly better storytelling and it actually like wrapped up the story and I couldn't really ask for more. I definitely didn't really expect more <laughs> from mm. it. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I have one more ugly to share. Okay. I'm glad I just have one left. I don't know. If I'm, I'm glad to be <laughs> done talking about things I hated. Yeah. Um, which I try not to spend too much time doing, but Ryan, I um, I wanted to throw my iPad across the room. I and I understand that I'm not a reasonable person, and that like my reaction to stuff like this is um, disproportionately uh, violent or disproportionately mm. extreme or whatever. Mm-hmm. When Boba Fett kills Cad Bane, they do this. <laughs> he does. Robert Rodriguez does. Yeah. This out outrageous so bad i can't believe i'm seeing it with my eyes in a in a big budget disney plus star wars tv i cannot believe what's happening it's like an episode of i don't want to compare it to anything um (laughs) they do these dissolves they have like three or four different shots of boba fett and they dissolve between them like over and over and it's like this grotesque like hero worship like oh my god he's the Mm oh it's awful i cannot i still cannot fathom the fact that that is in this show it's Mm -hmm. so dumb it's really really tacky it's so dumb it's so dumb i cannot believe that 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 is in this show i and that's what i mean like i think like in somebody like sam raimi's hands maybe they could do that in a way where we're like laughing along with it or like we think it's probably not in that moment he probably wouldn't have done it in that moment but like i think i just don't know like this person has different tastes than everybody else and, and somehow watches that. And like, I don't know, you know how some people can wear something like ironically. And you're like, you know what, when you do it, it works. I'm not sure why, but it does. You know what I mean? Uh I could never pull it off, but you did it. You pulled it off. I think like Rodriguez in in moments like this is the complete opposite of that. Like is completely unironically wearing that shirt or whatever thinks Mm -hmm. it's awesome thinks it's so cool and it's just like wildly embarrassing like that's what this shot is to me Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. did you like that shot ryan i I sense that maybe you love the dissolves between like different (laughs) shots of boba fett in this moment actually i'm a huge fan because i think it really (laughs) kind of you know digs into the the progress the progression of boba fett's character throughout the show and Uh. you know it was you know, who he was, who the audience thought he was, and then who he actually is. The father, the son, the Holy Spirit of dissolves right mm. there. Boom. Mm. Um, no, it just like. Okay. And did you notice it when you were watching it? Were you like, this sucks? I mean, I, I've, <laughs> I've complained about this stuff for like three Rodriguez episodes. Like it all just looks like fan film shot on someone's camera. Mm, like consistently and then like there's some stuff where it's like whoa you have like a lot of budget to shoot this thing that looks like shit like that's exciting for you uh 
but because um, there's stuff that like looks crazy good in this <laughs> in this show and like in this episode, but like also it's just like as a whole, it just does not look good <laughs> to me, and I think it's part of it is just the you know we've we've talked about like filters and lighting and coloring and like all of these issues but like it really like you can have stuff that like kind of looks like crap in those ways and it still be like good and immersive and engaging but like mm. not if it's not well directed and not if it's not well edited and it's just one of those things like man you have this like amazing music to work with you have like generally like amazing costuming like how does this just consistently look bad like (laughs) i just i kind of don't understand yeah it's confounding it is definitely confounding okay um let's wrap up the ugly section okay let's wrap up the ugly section let's wrap up the episode um you know but before we do like the sign off and all that ryan Mm -hmm. um yeah uh i just want to say like that um i guess overall i had a well first off i will say i definitely had a really good time watching the book of boba fett uh over the last seven weeks or whatever it was Mm -hmm. um you know there were definitely some peaks and some valleys in terms of quality uh Mm -hmm. and you know i think some of us have like slightly different feelings about which ones you know were the the valleys or the peaks or whatever and how Um, low those valleys go yeah 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 but like i had a really good time like every wednesday looking forward to the new episodes um there were i i will say this about the show i think there were you know there were multiple times where it really surprised me with like Mm -hmm. depth of some ideas or like there were there were things that surprised me and how good they were how smart they were there were there were lots of moments um, where I was like, and, and, and part of it is cause like there were plenty of other moments where I was like, mm, this is not that great. And then, then they'd come back with something like fantastic. And I was like, Oh wow. Okay. That was way better than I thought, you know? So it was just, it was a ride, you know? Um, mm-hmm. and, and it wasn't consistent. I don't think for me anyways, in terms of quality and stuff, but like overall, um, I, I definitely enjoyed the experience of watching the show. Um, there's a lot of it that I, you know, I've watched most of the episodes more than once. And I think I, there's, plenty of episodes in in this uh season that i think i will go back and watch uh more in the future i don't know if i'll ever watch the entire season from beginning to end again um mm-hmm. uh, maybe i will you know when years have passed or whatever but i guess the, the point i'm trying to make here is that this is not my favorite star wars product it's not my favorite star wars tv show um but there was a lot of good stuff in it and uh overall i i enjoyed just uh you know being being in, involved in the show for the last seven uh, weeks in terms of like, you know, just in, enjoying like watching them as they came out, talking about it with people, recording these podcasts, you know, looking forward yeah. to the next episode, all that stuff. It was like a good time overall, um, though, you know, of course, I think it could have could have been a little stronger uh, also overall. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was certainly like every uh, every Wednesday morning at 5 a.m. It was kind of the ultimate crap shoot. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah like what are what are we getting uh kind of thing um you know there's good there's like good moments and moments in every episode um even even the worst episodes um i think the i think like the legacy of this show is just gonna be like i think all 
like it's such a cliche, but like it has definitely been a ride uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> because I think uh, there was like the, you know, the end of Mando season two, you know, seeing the that like, you know, uh, post credit sequence and being like, huh, this is a thing that's happening. Okay. Um, and that being like simultaneously cool. And then also being like, do I actually want this? Um, and then, you know, leading up to it, uh, there was like the, the massive hype, the, <laughs> we can't even show you past the first like two minutes of the first episode. Uh, cause it's so crazy. And, uh, it, it definitely wasn't that. Um, but then, you know, I, I think the first episode being like kind of a disappointment um, and then being like, oh, wait, no, this is exactly what I thought this was going to be. And it's I don't actually want this. And then like then kind of out of nowhere, the, the second episode being so strong and telling mm. such a strong story and being so well executed, um, like being like kind of back on board and invested um and then the show becoming a completely different show at episode five and six and then the ending being like i mean it it could have been worse there's lots of like worse things that could have happened uh but it's ultimately like kind of a what what did i even watch kind of kind of vibe to the whole thing. Yeah, I want I, we need to wrap the episode up and um I was trying to like kind of wrap it up on a more positive note, but you uh-huh. mentioning the end of the last episode reminded me and I didn't mention this and I'll just say it quickly, but the whole like you know kind of like pull out um on uh <laughs> on the the ensemble and uh like them like bantering like back and forth with each other it felt so like sitcom and so like <laughs> bad tv like i could not believe it like she gave uh or one of them gave uh black chrysanthemum the melon oh yeah whatever, the Meluron, and then the mod guys like oh the wookie gets some fruit and we don't and then yeah. like uh god fennec chance like well are you gonna share black chrysanthemum i'm like what is happening right now like this yeah. is so dumb what i had a hearty oh. chuckle yeah, a hearty chuckle is right. Okay, but I, I said I'm not going to get all negative again. I like this show. The Book of Boba Fett was fun. I'm glad that it, we all loved it. Um, Ryan, I'm glad that you loved it, and uh, it was really cool. And uh, No, no, I did, I did like it. I did like it. I did like it. But, yeah, we, yeah, yeah, I don't know. We better just bring this thing home. I Probably. think we've I think we've there's interesting all. stuff to talk about, um, you know, in... I'm kind of like ready to just not talk about this stuff for yeah. a while. Um, I'm glad, like, I guess I'm, so I guess I'm grateful that like Kenobi and Andor are coming. Um, but and you know, I think, Bad Batch season two <laughs> lateral move. Uh, but uh, I think like when it comes time for Mando season three, I think there's going to be some stuff to talk about. And that's, uh, that's kind of exciting. So there you go. There we All go. right. Fair enough. Okay. There, there will be less speculation necessary. <laughs> yeah. Or some, yeah. some speculation will not need to happen. Right. So it's going to be replaced with different, more confused speculation, I think. Yep. 
I don't know. It's time Maybe for that Man- Mandalorian lore. Time to go deep on that. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, um, so this has been the seventh episode of the Blockade Runner podcast covering the book of Boba Fett. Next time we come back to you, we'll be probably talking about some other stuff until, I don't know, they do um, a Disney gallery on the book of Boba Fett, which should be fascinating to watch. So looking forward to that. Um, But yeah, uh, we will be back soon with another episode and it won't be about the book of Boba Fett. but until then, you can find everything we do at blockaderunnerpodcast.com if you want to share your thoughts on the show, um, either the Book of Boba Fett or the Blockade Runner Podcast. You can email us at blockaderunnerpodcast at gmail.com or you can message the show on Twitter or follow us there at Blockade Run. Ryan, you are on Twitter at Viamalay, V-A-Y-A-M-A-L-A-Y. So thank you very much for listening. Sorry if um, if I personally was uh, 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 violently negative at times about this episode. Um, it got me riled up in a couple t- in a couple mm. moments, but um, but I did love a lot of it. Um, anyway, we're gonna wrap this episode up. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon. And uh, and and we are all the Republic. That's the one. There we go. <laughs>